Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. So went our Tuesday thanks to our production staff of Ray Diaz, Mike Rankin, Brandon Fryer, Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka. Thanks to our guests, Eamon Brennan and James Fegan. There was a lot today, and apparently the the New York Jets brass is on Woody Johnson's plane winging their way to... My goodness gracious! To California. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! And they're gonna, they've are gonna they gotten permission, I guess, after the fact now to talk to Aaron Rodgers. So maybe you guys will have some news. Parkinson Spiegel are here. I think the news is he'd like us to talk about him and wants to draw it out and uh, feel wanted by multiple people and teams. And he's looking forward to taking his game checks from Big Pharma. I heard that question from uh, Mike Florio with with Mullen Hall, and then he then he wrote about it. They all already take their checks from Big Pharma. We all no, do, but, yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, we, like, and we take our medicine from like yeah, exactly. specifically from the family of Big Pharma. Yeah, I mean, because Woody's Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, he's the Johnson and Johnson heir. It's easy. But, I mean, it's not, the, it's not like the Sackler family. But they're probably going to buy a team anyway. <laughs> you can see it from right, there. It's all the same. Like. It, it is all the same, dude. After reading that the Don Van Natta stuff about the financials of Daniel Snyder and how they all protect each other and Goodell protects Snyder as recently as like last year from his own partners, they're all filthy animals. Well, and they, all of them. The NFL, all of the money really comes from all of the media deals. Like, it just gets redistributed to all of the teams from NBC and Fox and CBS. So, like, and then they all take advertising money from Big Pharma and every other terrible entity in the world. So, like, it's all dirty money. Mm, it li- really is. Live golf on line one. Oh, seriously. <laughs> right. and, and, and whatever Russian oligarch is shadow invested in any of these. <laughs> totally. That's what saying. Who's the soccer player? Is it Cristiano Ronaldo who bailed on the Premier League? Yeah, he he like he he bailed. Well, he on the, I mean, you know, his his career is winding down. I know, they, but he made such an ungraceful exit and just like wussed his Ronaldo. way out of the league. That right? That's what he's always been. But now too he's getting fitty. Paid, he's getting two hundred fifty million. Too fitty. Yeah. <laughs> the live guys should have made that argument though. They'd be like, "Yeah, we're just cutting out the middleman." That should have been their argument. We are getting more money to work less, and we're not being as hip- hypocritical as all of you guys. Makes me sad to see uh, your guy, your buddy David Ferry. I know saying like like waxing uh, about Greg Norman, Ugh. like the most known athlete in the world during his heyday, Greg Norman. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not accurate. Stretch. Not even if he's accurate. known, he's known for choking. <laughs> right. So, but you know. Whatever. Everybody has to go and get paid and live with yourself, whatever concessions you make. I all got bills, I guess. Well, but yeah, but that's the thing. Those guys all already paid all of their bills. Yes. And they're just like, well, I, just, I just need a bigger well, one, project. One of them's got, got yeah, one of them's got a lot of bills that have come due. Yeah. There's yeah. always a number. And, and yeah, he, he, exactly. he might, you know, need to pay those or else something bad's going to happen. It's just, I mean, Dan, you're a pretty big golf fan. Like, 
do you care at all? It's not. I don't watch it. It doesn't affect me. Well, right. No, but I'm saying like it's not. It's barely sports. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's so anonymous and so irrelevant. The live tour. The live tour. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like the, te- the have you seen the names yes. of the teams? Yes. And they're out there playing in shorts, and they're not scoring well because they're clearly not trying yeah, because no, they've already been paid. No, and and actually, some of the writing is that they've already dribbled this thing down their leg, and and that at some point, even the the Saudi sovereign fund is not going to prime the pump forever. Right. They will have taken their payday and cashed out and be banned for life from the PGA Tour and, you know, be retired at 35 or 40 if you're Dustin Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Career's over. You're playing four majors a year and be done. Anyone watching Full Swing on Netflix? They just renewed it, right? Yeah, they're going to do season two. That's good. I haven't checked yeah. it out yet, but it has, it's gotten getting high praise. It's good. It's very good. It's good behind the scenes stuff. I was reading how Netflix is not interested in any of the bidding and the conversation about live sports. They're, they're not... Which is interesting because you know, they just had this, this live event, and I'm wondering what type of numbers they saw from it. and Because, and, I mean, it, it, it was kind of a thing. Oh, it was definitely a thing. You know? Danny, Danny was, was telling me about this uh, the other day, that Ted Sarandos is just a comedy freak, so he's into that. But sports-wise... They they have the documentary stuff and they like that and they like that lane, but they're just crossing live sports off as something to consider. That's that was the the funny bit from uh, Neil Brennan's show where he was talking his end about the Ted Sarandos party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. Really, really funny. Yeah, he's, he's at a he's at a he's at the Ted Sarandos party. It's the guy who owns Netflix. The guy who owns Netflix, and it's all of Neil Brennan's comedy. Like you know. Ellen is there. He's like, this is such a name droppy story. Leonardo DiCaprio was there, and I don't even mention him. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, Ellen and Chappelle and Kevin Hart Schumer and, and, and Schumer and uh, Aziz and Burr and everyone's there. And Ted Sarandos gets up at his house to give a toast at the party, and he's like, it's just such an honor to be there in front of all of my comedy uh, idols. And Chris Rock yells out. And Neil Brennan, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so and so Neil Brennan was like, yeah, when he got slapped, yeah, yeah. He said, so I just dreamed that one day Chris Rock too would be humiliated on a stage in front of all of his peers. <laughs> it's pretty great. Neil Brennan is very high on my list right now. He's great. Uh, do you listen to Blocks, his podcast? I haven't listened to Blocks. I I used to listen to the 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 pod he did with Binky. Yeah, um, but I haven't listened to Blocks yet. It's, it's probably right up my alley because I'm a fan of his, and I loved the the Blocks. Like that was the what he's done, whether it's Blocks or Three Mics. Yeah, they're great. I think that he's done an incredible job of of moving the genre of stand up comedy to a different place where it's kind of a one man show, but it it's still strong with heavy. Like punchline. Well, he talks about it like he's like there are just oh, there are really in his mind only a few stand up comics who are actually good enough to like captivate a stage by themselves. Chappelle, Burr, like there's just a, a few of them. He's like for me, like looking like I look with my energy, with my insecurity, I need a bit. So he goes to a big concept. It's so cool. he does, does a big concept. I, yeah. I mean, three, three mics is. I mean, I, w- I wow. would I would add Eddie Izzard to that list. Yeah. I mean, to be able to, I mean, that, that's, I don't know who's on Neil Brennan's list. I yeah. just know that that's how he has talked okay. about why yeah. he has tried to do his specials 
in a in a different way. Uh, the uh, the Chris Rock thing felt like speaking of uh, you know the evolution of the form. I mean, the form was the same, but having a live pre-show and a live post-show with a bunch of other comics and making it like a three-hour destination hang on a Saturday night, I thought was pretty ingenious. That's what I'm trying to figure out. If there's something here, and you know, there's a tier of comic that can do this, and I don't know if there are many in that tier that would be able to be like, here's the pre-show, yeah. here's the post-show, and no, it's here's probably, reaction to it's it. It's probably a small group, but he thought about it clearly. Like I was telling Danny, there's like at the end of the post-show, there were all these stills from with him and all these different celebs and I'm like man everybody was at that 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 this show today and they put this together and he's like no it's probably from the whole tour cuz he wore the, the same, same thing outfit. he wore yeah. the same the outfit to the tour. whole tour so they're thinking yeah. about continuity for the special while he's on the entire tour i and i think because of everyone knowing it was going to be the response to the oscars bit it also yeah that played a role in like a huge role. making it special like, like, I mean, because there was reporting on it. Like, I saw him at Chicago Theater. It was in the Chicago Theater write up what he said about Will Smith, his first shows in Boston afterwards. It all got reported locally, but it still was a thing. Like, Chris Rock's official response to Will Smith. The one that's on tape. Yeah, and then he put it at the end of the special. So social media would be like, oh, Chris Rock's going live. When's he going to talk about Will Smith? And then, like, that drove a tune-in factor. I don't think you could just put the new Taylor Tomlinson special on a Saturday night, make it live, do a pregame and a postgame, and people feel like it's a destination event. She, she's not there yet, but she's getting close. Oh, she she's huge, but I'm just saying, like, I think for like a live tune-in, I feel like it's, I have it's to gotta see It's got to be like, Rock Chappelle. Like, it's got to be like Burr, that. Burr. And that's the list. Well, I said, and the inevitable Louis C.K. comeback. Well, well he, just, back, he just though. did it. He just, he just did Madison Square Garden. And um, sold it out. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's won... A Grammy, a Grant, right? It was Grammy. Yeah, I was, I was like, it's not Emmy. Don't say yeah, Emmy. Don't say Emmy. Don't say Emmy. Don't say Emmy. Grammy. Thank you. Who's yeah, the uh, Who's the lead actress in uh, Shameless? Emmy. Yeah, Emmy Ross. Yeah, Emmy Ross. I know you didn't want to say it. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for playing, everybody. Yeah, but <laughs> good night, everybody. But I mean, they, they, you're right. That's how I know like, Tanny's on the board and has replaced Rankin is when <laughs> is when I catch a stray. <laughs> you know, because live sports, you got to be paying hundreds of millions annually. What do you think that rock special probably cost them? Less than thirty million, twenty million I was, to him. Twenty-five was the number that yeah, I was going to say. Twenty to him, and then whatever it costs in production, like. And then I mean, they did. I mean, there were significant people that were involved in the pre and the post game too. Yeah, so. Kareem, Kareem with some scripted lines there in the post. Yeah, I, 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 I thought that was a little. I, yeah. I thought I kind of thought it was. I mean, it. it it felt like a, a setup, and obviously, like it was like who you're inviting to the the pre show and. You're inviting Kareem because Kareem had been outspoken about Will's action, so he's yeah. on the dais. And I was telling on Dan the that the post the, the post game felt weird to me because I would have preferred that Spade hosted it without Carvey being there because their podcast vibe was playing into it, and I didn't like it. Right, because Spade is actually close enough to Rock that he could speak on stuff, and Carvey doesn't feel like he can. It, it, Carvey felt like, it, it almost was like he, an outsider. Was, he was nervous to really jump into the conversation and yeah. kind of try to make it bigger, where I would have been I would have been fine if it was Spade hosting almost like his talk show. 
where he would have one person come out and talk about it and then another person, but it just felt weird. And I get it. Like, you know, if I get invited to something like that, Dan's got to come. You know, that's like, not true. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah, yeah doesn't invite me to Tributo. Like you know, it's it's fine. We it invite happens. each other to marquee things, though. That's true. Or they yeah. invite us together yeah, yeah. to that, those things. That's very true. That's that's true. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, I have to bring Dan and uh, Layla and Tony Gill. You have to bring all of your 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 crew. You know, we've got a uh, we got NFL news. Uh, Probably what we expected. The Ravens have officially placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. So that is... Let's see what's out there. Yeah, Let's see who wants to offer something. Yeah. Well, that, so that's really interesting. Though. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, so just for you, so it's uh, basically a team could now sign Lamar to an offer sheet. And if the Ravens don't match... Lamar could take the money from the Falcons or whomever. And you get two firsts, and, right? Yes, and Baltimore would get their next two first-round picks. If it would have been the exclusive franchise tag, you could not make him an offer. He would be exclusively the rights of the Ravens, but it's also an extra $28 million guaranteed over two years. So this is like, we're committed to Lamar, but, they, they, they but, we're, but we're hedging engaged. our bet. They're engaged. They're they're not they're not married. It's it's a commitment, but it's not it's not full blown marriage. But this idea of letting someone else do the negotiating for you, yes. letting other teams do it for you because you have not been able to get it done, and maybe some team gives him what he wants, and you're like, well, that's we said that's higher than we were going to go. It's on the table. They could just say, okay, see you later. Let me grab those two ones and use those ones as ammunition to trade up in this draft or sit around and wait for Caleb Williams next year. So that could be another team added to the number one pick possibilities if it goes that direction. Lamar's awesome, but I would not pay him $200 million guaranteed and give up two first-round picks. Like The list of players you would, I would do that for, I think, is four people long. It would be Mahomes, Burrow. Yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah. Justin Fields. No, Justin Herbert for yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. Herbert. And I think Trevor Lawrence is right there. But I, I think it's I think it's four people right now. You know, it, it it's we're so um caught up in like the running quarterback thing that oftentimes it's about no, this guy is great. But there are there's tears. There's tears and limitations and things to learn and levels and that's all going on. And Lamar is still inconsistent as a passer. Yeah, he is. Sometimes. And, and, and he he has not gotten a true number one receiver. I mean, part part of the inconsistency is that the Ravens Definitely. haven't done a great job with either offensive line or with receivers. For, for sure, him. for sure. But but it's also an incredibly difficult position, and teams counter you, and there's stuff to learn, and all of that. As we know, it's like I love when nuance does have a chance. I thought the Dan Wiederer piece and all that, those sourced quotes about fields yep. from around the league did a really good job of painting you the picture of, hell yeah, this is the guy. But also there's stuff to work on. And, and that's the way that it should be. And, like that, yeah, both that's can be the, true. Uh, exactly. That's the conversation. Exactly. But we, but we spent the entire football season trying to, it, oftentimes no, I, ending I, up. I, in, I don't in, think that we no. did that. 
I think that maybe the football intelligentsia did that. I think we saw well, what's exactly a, what was going on. Well, where, what, what, let's define a QB1 party in retrospect then, right? Because a QB1 party... Yeah, yeah, put that on me. Well, no, but, uh, no, but I'm not saying it in a bad way because I'm right yeah, there with you. Listen, he it, had the money for the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the money needed to be spent. Right? It, you define a QB1 party by were there balloons in the room? Right. Yeah, that said but, QB1 but, on it. But right, th- that's that, about it. One of, the, one of those Mondays... <laughs> I wasn't really thinking it through. One of those Mondays, I said... I think they got the guy for the next decade. That's not what the QB1 party was about for you. The QB1 party was about, I think we got a guy. Let's build around him and see if he can be great. Yeah, well, because like the thing you don't want to do is pay an average quarterback huge money. That's what trapped the Raiders with Derek Carr. It's what is screwing the Cowboys now with Dak Prescott. It's why the Vikings are like, cutting Eric Kendricks it, and everybody else. You know, you, right, Kirk Cousins is a good example. We'll see if Kyler Murray ends up being a good example. Your quarterback needs to be a multiplier if you're going to pay them that huge money. Make average players good, good players great. What Mahomes did this year is the definition of it. What Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers did for a long time. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster was basically out of the league. Then he Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling was an AJ athlete. Brown told him so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you go to Kansas City and they replace Tyree Kill and their quarterback wins an MVP and he throws for five thousand yards and you win a Super Bowl. Yeah, so like that's now that's the most extreme. He's the best player in the world example. But that's those are the guys that you you want to pay. And we don't know that Fields is going to get there as a passer. No, we don't know that yet. Which is why when polls floats um, the one next year and the one in twenty five. As things he can get, you start to think like we talked about yesterday. All they really have to do is try and equip Justin with as much as they can right now and find out by the end of the year if you're going to reinvest. And it might be on the table that they choose not to reinvest. And then all of a sudden, they might be a team with two or three ones. Uh, you yeah, know, then you're and, equipped to make you, a decision that's not out of desperation. Yes, and you're equipped to make your move and try to get in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes or some other quarterback. But you, uh, he deserves to be built around, and it does actually work with your financial timeline. you got a year left to figure that out. we got to see it through. Was that, that's Those are his quote. words. Yeah. We got to see it through. We got to see it through. Yep. And I think that's exactly kind of where and things we, stand. We talked about it before. I'm starting to get this feeling that this first move, that he's antsy, that he's, whether or not he's trying to jawbone the market with some of these comments and availabilities and all that, which we're really not used to from a Bears general manager, like, yep, I'm the guy. I've got all the stuff. I'm going to talk about it, yeah. which is cool. But there may he may be playing this for multiple moves. Oh, absolutely. In, 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 in which case, it probably does behoove you to get on with it. Do you see Dane Brugler's mock today? D- Dane Brug- the new one? Yeah, Dane Brugler's new mock draft at The Athletic has them trading down to four and then trading down to nine. That's where we... Yeah. That, exact scenario we talked yeah, about. Yeah, I talked about the double trade down is my dream too. And if you do that first one before free agency... Have to. Then you have all this information. Then you can figure out where you are. And then by the time the draft comes around, you can decide to do it again or not. It gives you known knowns and known unknowns. It, 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 there's so many things a general manager can operate with an awareness of if this, then that, rather than having everything swirling around. It's, it's, it gives you some structure. It's, it's, to what, it's what I want. Yeah. Think about how loaded you could be. And by then, you might be like, you know what? I got to do it at nine. I am loving who's definitely going to be there, especially now that Anthony Richardson might be top six or top seven. Or top, top one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at those measurables, man. Yeah. It is a thing. So, Danny, what are you guys going to do on the show today? Blackjack McDowell's going to come on in like 20 minutes. 
which is always fun oh. and interesting. Watching he, Last Commission. Yeah, he says crazy things. Oh, I but, haven't checked it out yet. Oh, yeah. Lawrence, it's so good. Yeah? Uh, yeah. All right. I, uh, I, I want to watch it to see if I'm in it. Uh, <laughs> you, you might be in it, but... I want to see if there's like a 17-year-old me with that horrible fake ID it, drinking Little King's cream ale on the right field line. Two things real quick. That's in the second episode. You, yeah. th- that's an available really good feeling for White Sox fans. If, if you are a, a White Sox fan of a certain vintage and you need good vibes, Last Comiskey is tremendous vibes. You mean yeah. other than the lead in Bob Nightingale story uh, where it's like, hey, here's Tony La Russa. Bob Nightingale does not make uh, an appearance in that. So, yeah, those are available good vibes. Sorry, and the other thing yeah. about Last Comiskey is that you don't think of the White Sox as the keeper of the history and the venerable ballpark. You know, because Be- that ballpark was disgusting. But but there was history, and it was your disgusting. Uh, Wrigley yeah, used to be I, disgusting. I know. It was hard, but we knew it was disgusting. Okay, but well, Wrigley used to be disgusting too, and yes. then they chose not to make it disgusting and kind of up the ante. But to all the history, all the things that happened there, man. Joe Lewis fought there. You know, it's like. There's a ton of incredible stuff that happened there that, and so I think this it's YouTube, right? Yeah, it's it's YouTube. It's self-made by these two brothers um, and uh, white guys who are brothers, not not (laughs) brothers, just for the record. Um, But it 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 fills a very it fills a big gap in Chicago baseball history, in my opinion. All right, polls position at three o'clock with the lead lead draft analyst from Pro Football Focus, the Bob Nightingale story, the seventeenth favorite baseball player of Speaks' last thirty years at four forty five. Lots to do today, guys. Boys, have yourselves a show later. You as uh, you have a good day. You've already had a show. Yeah, look, I almost did it again. And hi, how are you? (laughs) Tanny's open, kicks it off. It's Parkinson Speak on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.